Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. I can't believe we've made it all the way here, but we are almost at the end of our journey with Jennifer Lopez. Um, excuse me? Do you mean Jennifer Affleck? Okay, good catch. I mean, Jennifer Affleck. Mm -hmm. 20 years after Benifer 1.0, they find each other again. Does the sign of the cross. Amen. Santa Elizabeth Taylor looking down and smiling on their souls. By the way, I would totally worship at a church where she's a saint. I already do. Mm-hmm. And just like your patron saint Elizabeth, of the many, many things that Jennifer is known for, relationships might be number two, maybe number one. For the last 25 years, JLo has been half of some of the world's most famous power couples. If it's a power couple and she's the only constant, then she brings all the power. You said it, Lil. JLo out there just making these men famous. It's time, Joseph. Let's dive into one of the most talked about women when it comes to love. And it may not be exactly what you expect. But yes, we do promise you plenty of cheesemen. Oh, yes. And this tea is piping hot. But before we get to that, there's also another kind of story here about love and not just romantic love. This story is about the kind of love you have to find for yourself and the kind of love that only finds you after motherhood. I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> right? Yes, that's right. That kind of love. And today it is all about amor. The ups, the downs, the whirlwind romances, the courtships. The breakups. Yes, those two. Today on Becoming an Icon, P. Diddy. A backup dancer, Benifer. Mark Anthony. Another backup dancer. <laughs> A-Rod. Benifer 2.0. Okay, we've got a lot of men's to talk about, so we better get to it. Oh, and six engagements and four marriages. 
I'm your host, Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And this is Becoming an Icon. A weekly podcast where we give you the rundown on how today's most famous Latinx stars have shaped pop culture. And giving the world some extra sabor. Sit back and get comfortable. Because we are going in. The only way we know how. With buenas vibras. Algunas risas. Some chisme. And a lot of opinions as we relive their greatest achievements on our journey to find out what makes them so iconic. We have to start the episode by saying this. Jennifer is a hopeless romantic. In her 2011 book, True Love, she says this. Throughout my life, I've had a few serious relationships. Each relationship was different and each relationship had its own issues. But there was one thing they all had in common. They all had a passionate intensity that I mistook every time for my happily ever after. In each relationship, I thought my childhood fairy tale was coming to life. And that was all that mattered to me at the time. Wow. Would you consider yourself a hopeless romantic? Absolutely not. No, I am not. I am such a realist bordering on a pessimist. Um, So I do not relate to being in love with falling in love. I'm actually more fearful of falling in love than anything else. I have friends that are like Jennifer that Mm -hmm. just are in love after the first date or they go on a trip. And I'm the one that's always like, okay, girl, slow down. Have you asked these questions? Have you communicated love languages? So I'm Mm -hmm. much more thoughtful and pragmatic. So I am the opposite of a hopeless romantic, but for her, she obviously believes in multiple soulmates. Do you believe in a soulmate or soulmates? I believe that love is not something that's tangible that you can give. I think it's a feeling that you have within yourself. So I think that you can fall in love multiple times with different people because you've allowed yourself to be vulnerable to feel that feeling. Because essentially, Mm -hmm. love is you loving yourself. So I think going back to soulmates, it's when you let go and then you feel almost like you're home or yourself. And it could be with your best friend. So I believe in soulmates like that. And I believe that a soulmate could be a lover. I hear what you're saying. I do think your point about being in love or giving the most love to yourself, first and foremost, is the foundation for any successful relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, friendship, mm-hmm. mother, child, whatever it is. And I actually think that you touch on something that JLo comes to discover about herself. But mm-hmm. what we can all agree with is that before we even knew Jennifer as JLo, she was already hopelessly in love. His name was David Cruz, and they met while they were both in high school. Get this, he took her to prom and she wore a dress that she made. Okay, one, we need to find that photo of that damn dress because I want to see what she was wearing. And number two, aw, that's cute. Jennifer was a good kid until she met David. (laughs) And then homegirl started sneaking out and getting her some. That's my type of girl. That is. (laughs) She did, but you know who was not a fan of that? Her mom, Lupe. She was afraid that Jennifer was going to end up pregnant. So she had to sneak out to see David. In February of 2022, she told Rolling Stone that she would sneak out using a ladder. Lopez said, I was good at sneaking out, but when I did get caught, it was bad. Oh my God, que escándalo. Yeah, you don't want to cross a Latina mom when she <laughs> finds you coming in the window at 6 a.m., okay? Chancla? <laughs> 
But here's the thing. This wasn't just high school, though. Jennifer and David dated for 10 years. From when she moved out to L.A. to be on In Living Color to when she was supposed to go on tour with Janet. But when Jennifer's career started taking off, obviously, David started feeling muy inseguro, and soon they broke up. That was her first love. And not too long ago, David Cruz passed away from heart disease. Oh, no. When she heard the news, Jennifer called David's mom on a number Jennifer still knew by heart. They cried together. And as Jennifer told Rolling Stone, she said, you get lucky. You have a first love like that. (sighs) Joseph? Hmm? Are you? I'm not crying. I'm fine. Just go, okay? Just go. Soon, Jennifer's career took off, and she was in movie after movie. While filming in Miami, Jennifer met Ohani Noah. No, not my honey, your honey. A Cuban-born waiter at Larios, a.k.a. Tia Gloria Estefan's restaurant. He was an aspiring model, and the two hit it off. These two were in deep, head over heels. So much so that at the wrap party for Selena, Ohani surprised everyone, including Jennifer, by proposing to her. Boy, don't be coming over here with that shit. Let's talk about it. Make sure my nails are done. Make sure you got my engagement Pinterest board. Mm -mm. Well, here's the thing. None of that would have mattered anyway because the relationship didn't last. 11 months later, they filed for divorce. Exactly. Him coming to propose to her. She wasn't J-Lo, but... She had just made a million dollars for Selena. He smelled (laughs) money, honey. She could have been a reality TV show. He would have still proposed. Jennifer had dated and now divorced a man that wasn't her professional equal. He admittedly couldn't handle her meteoric rise post-Selena. Which you can go back and learn all about that ass on episode four. But the next love of her life, well, he had been all around the world. Of course, we're talking about none other than P. Diddy. Yo, in the late 90s, there were few music stars bigger than Sean Puffy Combs. Puffy, as he was known then, had found fame as a producer for the Notorious B.I.G. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yes, I love that song. God, the music was so good so back good. then. Uh, miss it, miss it. Uh, I need to take a five minute break and listen to that song just to get me in the mood. <laughs> so good. Puffy produced and promoted Biggie through his record company, Bad Boy, which is one of the hottest music labels around. Puffy was an innovator and a performer. So when Puffy called Jennifer and said, hey girl, come be in my video for Been Around the World, Jennifer said, uh, okay, P. Diddy, where and when? And it was on that set where they met and became good friends. Um, just good friends? Well, see, she was still with David Cruz, so she kept it friendly. (laughs) But Diddy wanted more. Oh, yeah. He was hitting her up nonstop. And when she started recording on The Six, he did her a solid and even produced a few tracks for her. Listen, all that time alone in a recording studio, long nights, I know exactly what that fool was up to. Well, Joseph, it worked because soon Jennifer and Cruz were no more and she started dating the rapper. And at the time, this was a very big deal. Let us remind you por qué. Jennifer was a young and up and coming actress. She had a reputation as a good girl. 
Huffy, on the other hand, had been involved in all of that infamous East Coast, West Coast beef. Mm-hmm. And he was even riding in the car ahead of his protege, the notorious B.I.G., when Biggie got shot. But for real, he didn't have the best reputation. The pair dated for two years and he was instrumental in her early success. But one fateful night in a Manhattan nightclub, his past caught up to them. <gasps> ¿Qué pasó? So it's 1999, and these two lovebirds are at a club with a young rapper named Shine. Then out of nowhere, let's just say a criminal figure from the underworld mm-hmm. comes up to them <laughs> and throws a wad of cash at Puffy. What? Yes, they start arguing and yelling. Then gunshots ring out around the table. Puffy grabs J-Lo, all her furs, and they run out of the club and flee in his black SUV. The police start chasing the SUV through the streets of New York. Puffy driver blows through 10 red lights before he finally pulls over. Oh my God, I can't even believe they made it through 10 red lights. (laughs) Yeah, and when the police search the car, they find a stolen loaded gun. Ooh, girl, Puffy, you know damn well this ain't Florida. Everyone is arrested. Yes, including Jennifer. In cuffs. And not even the sexy kind. The NYPD criminal kind of cuffs. (laughs) This kind of thing can wreck a career. J-Lo knew it and called it the worst night of her life. The charges against her were eventually dropped. But Puffy got charged. His trial takes two years, and Jennifer is ride or die. She stands by Diddy through the entire ordeal. But when it's done, girl is done. She later said the entire thing was too much and called it emotionally exhausting. Fast forward to 2020, Diddy posted an old photo of him and Jennifer holding hands and captioned it, a throwback post from a great time in my life. Uh, were these two in the same relationship? This is like toxic masculine energy I have never seen. This woman got handcuffed and taken to jail because of you. And you're like, oh, I remember this time in my life. The good old days. (laughs) What was he thinking? And aside from this one incident, Do you remember Jennifer talking about her relationship with P. Diddy? He was the bad boy at the time. And he was the baddest boy at the time. He was. And he put her through some shit. I remember her telling a story in Vibe magazine where she described that she always had this feeling that he was doing something, right? She, uh uh-huh. There were- Like shade? So much shade. There were even alleged reports that she would hunt him down and knock on hotel room doors looking for him. This shit is a music video. I love that. They need to redo it. But it was her real life. No woman wants to live in this. And here's the quote that Jennifer gave, Vibe, describing the relationship. She says- I was in this relationship with Puff where I was totally crying crazy and going nuts. It really took my whole life in a tailspin. So sorry, Diddy, that throwback post, not the greatest time in her life, buddy. He just saw it as something that he was going through all this stuff. So it was just kind of like a normal weekend for him. For her, it was life changing and handcuffs. The good girl, (laughs) the good girl gone bad. What? 
She was not here for it. But one thing that people always talk about is how instrumental this high profile relationship was to kind of launching her to a different level of fame. I'll tell you who really benefited from this relationship. You and I, because hello, hello, it gave so much that time. I mean, it was just to me, it was so fun to watch. After all the Diddy drama, JLo refocused on her music. And in the process of shooting a video for Love Don't Cost a Thing, she met a choreographer named Chris Judd. Soon, the two were... No, 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 no. No one here is cares about Chris Judd. Chris Judd don't even give a fuck about Chris Judd. His mama don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Josie and the Pussycats don't care. Let's just skip it, please, and go to Benefer. Okay, okay. But listen, the journalist in me does have to lay down some facts. 30 seconds. Start the timer? Yeah, go. Okay, Judd was a dancer. The relationship moved really fast. It's safe to call it a total rebound. They got engaged. They were married after a month. And then after only nine months of wedded bliss, J-Lo and Judd did file for divorce. And then somewhere in there, she met Ben. <sighs> did I make it? You totally did. 10 seconds. Ooh! I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time Podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, <sighs> Benifer. The couple met on the set of Geely. 
At the time, she was still married, but the attraction between the two was irresistible. In 2016, Jennifer told People Magazine that when she first met Ben, her first thought was, okay, this is it. Girl, she be saying that shit a lot. Well, she feels it a lot. She's a hopeless romantic. And we'll get into that soon. First, do you remember when we talked about Puffy? We talked about how different him and Jayla were. Uh, yeah, he was the bad boy and she was the good girl. Exactly. Ben and Jen were also total opposites, but in a different way. Ben was Tinseltown's golden boy at the time. He went to Occidental. Whatever that means. He was fresh off an Oscar for co-writing Goodwill Hunting with his BFF, Matt Damon. So he's smart? He's very smart, well-respected, and a huge movie star. After Goodwill Hunting, he made major blockbuster films, and in four short years, he became a household name. That is a lot. It is, and he wasn't handling it very well. In 2001, he entered rehab for the very first time. Ben was feeling overwhelmed, and soon he was going to be in an even bigger spotlight, one he would share with Jennifer Lopez. They were everywhere. The media frenzy was nonstop. Every tabloid featured their photo on the cover, and we were hungry for all the deets. But let's keep it 100. It's not like they weren't in on it. Good point. They totally were. In JLo's video for Jenny from the Block, the couple is being chased by paparazzi while they go about their business, walking the dogs, pumping gas, getting groceries, sunbathing on a yacht, slapping that ass, driving a Rolls. Exactly. Just normal, everyday things. And let's not forget that they published every moment, even the intimate ones. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? Right after their engagement, they even went on ABC's primetime to dish the details with none other than Diane Sawyer. Which were... Well, Ben had taken her to his childhood home in Boston to show her where he grew up. And when they got to his childhood bedroom... There were candles and rose petals. Basic. Then Ben read her a heartfelt letter he had written. Oh, okay, not bad. Then he got on one knee. I'd be more impressed if you told me he started walking on the ceiling. And gave her a 6.1 carat pink diamond ring valued at $2.5 million. Okay, okay. I take that shit back. Now that is romance. Giant diamonds are my love language. In the primetime interview, Jennifer described it as traditional, but also in a very spectacular way. It was very, very beautiful. The media frenzy reached new heights. They were Hollywood's it couple. The pair went off to film a new Kevin Smith movie called Jersey Girl. Then... Jilly Bond. Like, bomb. And that's when all the negative media coverage started getting to Ben. Now he was truly overwhelmed. Ben said he wanted a nice, quiet life with Jenny. But soon he realized that it was never going to be possible. Later, he would tell the British TV show Live, I think Jen and I made a mistake and that we fell in love, we were excited, and maybe too accessible, he shared at the time. I don't think either of us anticipated the degree to which it would take on a world of its own. So the wedding was scheduled for September 2003. But 
They called it off days before the ceremony, citing excessive media attention. But by 2004, it was called off for good. Benefer was no more. Jennifer called it the most heartbreaking split of her life. Why do you think they broke up? We broke them up. Yeah. We broke up Benefer. It is our fault. And listen, I don't like to take the blame for failed relationships that I'm not a part of. <laughs> but as somebody who subscribed to all the drums, I do think that the public definitely has to take accountability for how we oftentimes can damage relationships. Now, I know everyone's going to be like, oh my God, they're celebrities. Don't feel bad for them. If they wanted to live in private, they could have moved to Alaska. Okay, mm -hmm. lies. They can't move to Alaska. Their careers are in LA. They film in LA. They live in LA. I don't know. Ben brought up a really good point is that they were too accessible. It is somewhat their responsibility to keep certain things private. Going on primetime with Diane Sawyer and giving us more information just makes us want more information. It's like a drug we can't stop taking. It really is such a tough spot because they were so famous. And to go on and tell us about their... <laughs> we were already following their journey. They were definitely too accessible. And I, it was their downfall. But And the other thing that is worth noting here is... I do believe that they wanted different things out of the relationship. I was going to say, do you think that they wanted different things? I do. I think they both wanted each other. It was a very passionate and hot and heavy relationship. But I think at this point in her life, Jennifer might have been ready for something more at home. Maybe kids, maybe a white picket fence. And I don't think Ben was ready for that. Ben wanted to party, live the fucking vida loca as Hollywood's it boy. And that's me. That's my life. <laughs> ben wanted to be you, Joseph. And so if he wasn't willing to give up being a bachelor and she wanted a family and kids and a man at home every night at 630, this wasn't going to be the relationship for her. Needless to say, Benifer was dead, muerto. And Jennifer was single again. But... Not for long. It's 2004. Jennifer is coming off a painful breakup and back-to-back -back movie disasters. So Jennifer does what Jennifer always does. She goes off to work and joins the film Shall We Dance with Richard Gere. The film isn't much to talk about, but it does produce a duet with an old friend of hers, Mark Anthony. Oh, I know where this goes. So the last time we saw them together, Mark was telling her not to love him and turning his back to her. Uh, please refer to episode six. We talk all about it in our music episode. And while you're at it, leave a five-star rating and share it. Come on, do it, bish. Back to Jenny. That was in 1999. And they very briefly dated at the time, but their careers were both taking off and they just didn't have time for a relationship. So they went on their own ways. But the attraction was there. I knew he was into her. You could just see it in the video. I know. Now, remember how different Jennifer was to P. Diddy and Ben? Well, not the case here. Both of them were Puerto Rican. Both were raised Catholic. And both were now huge artists. Soon, the two were head over heels in love. But there was one small problem. Mark was a married man. He was betrothed to former Miss Universe, Diana Torres. 
Excuse me? He's leaving Miss Universe for Jennifer Lopez. Am I looking at the right photos? Mark, has it like that? Yeah, looks like it. So Mark, being sensible, waits until the relationship with J-Lo is for reals, for reals. And then he divorces Dianata. Oh yeah, and he marries J-Lo three days later. So seriously, is my Google broken? Women just be falling head over heels for him with Mark Anthony? They get married in a quiet ceremony in Beverly Hills. So quiet, in fact that the guests didn't even realize it was a wedding until after they arrived. Soon, the newlyweds are dropping projects. They fly off together to Puerto Rico to film El Cantante, one of my favorite movies, about Hector Laveau. He produces and co-writes her first Spanish-language album, Como Ama Una Mujer. And then they went on tour in 2007. Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony en concierto. Damn, talk about a honeymoon. Oh, and at the end of the tour, they announced they're expecting twins, to be exact. And that's when everything changes for Jennifer. When she held the babies in her arm for the first time, she says, I reached out and pulled them to my chest. And all I remember was kissing them and saying, I love you. It was instinctual. It was pure. It was unconditional. This was love, a love I had never felt before. It empowered me in a way that I could have never imagined. Wow. 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 How do you think from back in our days when we were we were hanging and partying and now like how do you think tearing motherhood it up has, at the club, tearing it up at Mr. Rubble? <laughs> how has motherhood changed you now? Oh, my God. I'm a completely different person. Not to say that parts of me don't still exist. It's just they have had to be reworked mm. in order for them to make sense in my life in who I am today. There's a mourning period that moms go through because there is a loss of like of your the old person. identity. Yeah, mm-hmm. your old identity. So it's important to mourn that, but it's also important to not fight the new identity. And that's hard, especially for somebody who becomes a mother later in life, like Jennifer did and like I did. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure. One of the reasons or one of the ways that motherhood changed me. The other thing is just made me so much more vulnerable. I'm kind of a hard ass. Most people that know me, mm-hmm. not like a big, I'm not a big crier. I don't like mm-hmm. emote a lot. And mm-hmm. Santi will literally nuzzle in my neck and I'll fucking start crying. And I'm like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> or by that. the way, or the other thing happens too, which this is something people don't say, or he'll give me a dirty look or a disapproving glance And it Mm. crushes me because Mm. it makes me feel I've fallen short as his mother or I'm not doing enough or I've disappointed him. So both sides of that exist. And I'm sure Jennifer felt a lot of this. And I can't even imagine going through the birth of twins in the public eye the way that she did. Sadly, after almost seven years, Mark and Jennifer's marriage fizzled. Mr. X Lopez out the house. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you?
If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time Podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking back on their relationship, Mark was, according to Jennifer, a man who came and saved me at my lowest moment. But the two were different. They had different habits and different ways of communicating. And soon it just wasn't working out. Luckily, I guess they parted on good terms in 2010. And thankfully, motherly love brought JLo to a life-changing realization. As she put it, children don't do what you tell them to do. They do what they see you do. That's deep and also very true. So Jennifer started doing the work so she could set the example she wanted her children to see. And that work started with her. She said she went back to every relationship from high school and noticed she had never stopped to consider how special her love was. She says, you deserve a love that is as pure and special as the one you are giving. My love has value. I have value. This was groundbreaking to Jennifer. In her book, True Love, Jennifer says this. I was finally recognizing a really unhealthy pattern that had entrapped me for so many years. I was always looking for the other person to tell me I was great so I could feel good about myself. I lived for that. I wanted their appreciation. Even worse, if they didn't give it to me, I tried even harder to prove to them that I was worthy. I would keep trying to fix things and make them better, searching for that validation. I always thought the reason it wasn't working had to be because I was doing something wrong. So no matter how I was treated or what the other person did in our relationship, all I cared about was getting his approval. In fact, that would oftentimes become the glue that kept these relationships together. Ultimately, the love I wasn't giving myself, I was trying to get from others. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Bitch, was that Oprah or was that J-Lo? Uh, excuse me. I am Did shook. we just go to J-Lo church? Preach, bitch. Pre-e-each. I need to monogram them on a t 
t-shirt or a series of t-shirts. I think it would be a dress. It would be long. <laughs> be a blanket. <laughs> be a blanket, a cozy blanket. Wow. But I feel like when you reach a certain age, I am older. <laughs> I've been celebrating my 27th birthday for like 13 years. But you learn that love is just, you have to search for it inside yourself. And I love that the kids... Her children is what brought her to learn to love herself. Yeah, I think there's big moments in life that teach you that lesson. For some people, it's children. For some people, it's an incredible discovery or experience mm -hmm. that they have when they're traveling. For some, it's faith. It mm -hmm. can be anything, right? It's something that really questions the way you exist in the world yeah. in your own space. But that I happened for me during COVID. Well, and isn't that so powerful that you just decided that you wanted to be different and then you chose differently. You know what? It was about digging deep. And also it's one of those things, what JLo had said, where going back to the relationships and thinking more about her, her role. And that's what I was looking for when I was looking for a change. It was just my new role as who I am now in this present day and just kind of going through my past and not reliving it, but re-understanding it in my present mindset. That makes perfect sense. And anyone who's been to therapy knows the real work starts when you stop finding blame in the other person and mm -hmm. being like, you did this and you made me feel this. And instead flipping it around and saying, I feel this way. I'm responsible for this. This is how I feel. When you make that switch from projecting and blaming someone else mm -hmm. to really looking inside, that's when like the real growth happens. <laughs> and this was some serious growth. By the way, why have I not read this book cover to cover? I'm ordering it right now. 100. But heartbreak can't keep a good J-Lo down. After Mark, Jenny starts dating Casper Smart, another backup dancer. Uh, let me just say it right now. This girl has a type, honey. We all do. <laughs> Joseph, what's yours? I'm not even going to go. I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> anyway, then she falls for Alex Rodriguez and the pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pair date for a while. He's her Instagram husband and number one fangirl. But Alex can't stop fielding other bases. He is a cheetah. And they break up. Did I miss anything? Great. Benefer 2.0. Let's go. Okay, fine. Everything Joseph said. And yes, it is now time for Benefer 2.0. So you know all about what Jennifer has been doing since her and Ben broke up. Hmm, ben put on some tight leather pants and started doing flips and, and kicks. and. Oh yeah, that's right. You made Daredevil. Daredevil? I was just dreaming, bitch. <laughs> Daredevil Joseph is a 2004 movie starring Ben, John Favreau, and Jennifer Garner. Oh, she's cute. She is. And Ben thought so too. And soon they were a pair. And shortly after, they were married and had three children. While with Jennifer Garner. Yes, Ben won another Oscar, this one for Best Picture. And he starred as a very <clears throat> forgettable Batman. He also went to rehab a couple more times. Sadly, that is true. Ben's habits and ways toward his marriage with Garner, and soon they were no more. After Garner, Ben was spotted dating, but most of the relationships fizzled out quickly. Rest in peace, the Ana de Armas cut out. You will always be famous. Petty. Let me just say it again. Petty. 
If you know, you know. Then in early 2021, after singing God Bless America at Joe Biden's inauguration, J-Lo flew to the DR to continue filming her movie, Shotgun Wedding. It was there that she received an email from Ben. And soon the two were in constant communication. Wait, an email? Really? Was he stuck back in the 2000s? He thinks he's Tom Hanks? Anyways, then when A-Rod's busted ass couldn't stay away from the Southern Charms, Madison LaCroix, and while J-Lo said F you and took the conversation from email to real life. By spring 2021, there were sightings of Ben and J-Lo in Montana, Miami, and soon it was official. Benifer was back. How crazy is this? Ah, it was so good. I remember the photos when he was driving her in the SUV. They landed in Montana and we're like, Montana? Does J-Lo even like the mountains? Have you ever seen this woman in a snowsuit? <laughs> I'm sure she packed some badass snowsuits. Dead ass. Well, and like usual, Jennifer wasted no time. And in early 2022, the two went to Vegas and got married. I'm sorry, I have to pause you there because the fact that these two went to Las Vegas, Vegas. to get married, listen, it was just a formality because then in a celebration more fitting for two superstars, they hosted a swanky affair months later at Ben's place in Savannah with their closest friends and of course, their children. Ugh, I was so mad I couldn't go. Uh, well, okay, I'm sorry. Not only did you get an invite, but then you declined. You know, I book up really, really quickly and my sculpting, I'm like sculpting, sculpting, sculpting. Follow I at wish, Sculpted by Joseph. Thank you. Um, My number one wish for all of our listeners is that they find the same confidence that Joseph has in his pinky finger. <laughs> okay, that's my wish for all of you. <laughs> So J-Lo tells Rolling Stone that she's happy now, happier than I've ever been at any time in my life. And Jennifer credits that to knowing herself more. And she's pretty sure this time it's forever. When asked if round two could lead to another painful split, J-Lo says, I don't think we would have got back together if we thought that was where it was headed. We feel like what we found again is so much more important and how we protect that and how we live our lives, what to share, what not to share, is the balance that we have now, the benefit of experience and the wisdom that we gained over the years. So much growth. Thank you, therapy. Doesn't it just feel, well, do you think it feels different? I 100% think it feels different. I will tell you this, just from what I am actually learning from J-Lo in the book and the stuff that she says. It's like she's just in a different place where she is not in love with love. She is in love with herself. And so it's totally different. And Ben being, having gone through what he went through with Jennifer Garner and his kids, and he's just grown totally too. So it, it is different. They're both in completely different places in their life. I also think that social media has changed in itself. And if Ben hasn't been on social media as actively as J-Lo, right? J-Lo and her team know exactly what needs to be put out there. They have this down in a rhythm because it's now been 10 years or, or, or plus of social media and fast exposure and a click and it's posted. So everything has changed for them as well. While we think that social media gives us so much accessibility into celebrities' lives, 
I can tell you this, as an entertainment journalist, celebrities and the people around them actually control what you see mm-hmm. as a fan, as a consumer of social media. So what you think is you're getting this purely authentic, accessible, organic experience with a celebrity, you're not. It's incredibly micromanaged. And not everybody, but when you are someone like Jennifer Urban, everything has a purpose and nothing is posted without a reason or without something being attached to it. So I do think that they are controlling the narrative and that's what social media has done for celebrities that use it in the right way. And that's a powerful tool. We've talked about the looks. No, 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 bitch. You mean the lurks. (laughs) The songs and the hooks. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Oh, the acting. Doesn't money make you horny? Excuse me? It's from Hustlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. And today, we tackled love. Hmm. So, what's left? I think that's it. There are so many sides to her. But when it comes to JLo, I think you could easily do 10 episodes and you would barely scratch the surface. She's just that iconic. On the next Becoming an Icon... JLo may have played a stripper in Hustlers, but our next icon was the real deal. Stripper, reality star, a record-breaking Grammy-winning artist. There is no one quite like her. Nope, not at all. And that's why she's so iconic. iconic. Next up, La Mamacita herself, a Cardi B. Ew. Becoming an Icon is presented by Sonoro and iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts.